This is my tribe. 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 What's up? Welcome to the Tribe Night Messages podcast. Tribe Night is for students who are curious about faith and eager to discover how a relationship with Jesus could change their lives, their schools, and the heartland. For more information, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at cstone.students or text. Leighton hit me in the face before I got up here with his wristband, so I know he likes me. It's nice of him. Everybody else having a good night, a good weekend? No. You said no. No, in front of you. No, sorry, not directly in front of you. I see that now. I do see that. Everybody else? Good good weekend or no? Yeah? Good. Good. I'm glad to have everybody here. And this week, we get to start a new series called Do Something. You just saw the bumper. The bumper kind of bopped. Fun. But I'm excited. I'm pretty excited to get to start this new series, for one, because I think it is a really important topic, and it's really timely for kind of the current state of the world that we're in right now. But also, secondly, I'm super excited to start it because that means we get to quit talking about sex. Yeah. I'm tired of it. So it's good. It was good to go through it, but we're moved on now, right? We'll just forget it exists now. So we're going to get to talk about injustice and how we see it or don't see it in, like, in our world, you know, today. And I think we can all admit that there's been a time in our lives where we, we might not have noticed some kind of injustice that was happening around us. Or maybe we just didn't even realize that it was actually injustice that was happening. Just try to, like, think back on your own, in your own mind and just try to think of a time where you know someone didn't receive something because of who they were for no other reason than the fact that they were just different. Maybe you didn't even realize that it was something that was happening at the time. But you look back now and you're like, wow, that, that should have never happened. I can't believe that happened in front of me. And I didn't even realize it. Before we get too far into it, how many of you guys like superheroes? That's the question. How many of you like Marvel? Okay. 
Okay. And how many of you like DC? Ew. Who's your who's your favorite superhero? Captain America. That's cool. Anybody else? Who's your favorite superhero? Just yell it out. Iron Man, Thor. I'm a big uh, I'm a big Wolverine guy. He's cool. Oh. Yeah. So we all you like Batman? Your hero. Good. He's not a real superhero, by the way. <laughs> He's just a rich dude. Sorry. How many of you don't care? Don't care about superheroes at all? You guys can there's the door is that way. Just take it. At the end of the day, I think most of us, so not everybody in the room, but most of us really like superheroes of some kind, or at least like the idea of superheroes. In fact, most of like the highest grossing movies of all time are superhero movies. So if that's to say that we as a country and as a world really like superheroes, it's true. We, we love superheroes. But the question is why? Why do we love superheroes so much? I think people, like I said, I think people love the idea of what superheroes are and what they do. Like they solve problems, they fight the bad guys, they're brave, and they just do stuff in a crazy way, and it's always awesome. Basically, they, they see something that's wrong in the world, and they go and fix it in the most epic and amazing way they possibly can. And maybe we love superhero movies and love superheroes so much is because we kind of wish that they existed in our real world today. I mean, I feel like we all could use a little superhero help from time and time again, right? Maybe for you, it's, it's being rescued from that advanced math class that you're in. And it's just, you're not doing any good, and you need somebody to come help you and get you out. Or maybe you need a superhero to come push your college application to the top of the pile so you know that you're going to make it to that school. Or maybe it's just making life easier on your single mom. There's so many reasons why we could think of having a, a superhero today in our lives. There's times where we just wish someone would just step in and do something to help us out, to make things change, to make things better, to solve the problem, to do something. Well, that's what we're going to talk about for the next few weeks as we move into this series. We're not talking about superheroes, but we're going to talk about some of the biggest areas in life where we all wish someone would just do something. We're going to talk about some things in the world that just don't feel quite right. The things that seem unfair. The stuff that we would name as injustice. So when I say the word injustice, just think for a second. What comes to mind for you? Well, here are a couple definitions that I think can help. Whenever we look at justice, justice simply means something that is right, fair, or equal. And then injustice is going to be the opposite of that. So when we're talking about injustice, we're talking about things in our world that are not right, they're unfair, or they're unequal. 
You can take any of these words that line up here with justice, and the opposite of them are going to be what injustice is. Right, not right. Fair, unfair. Equal, unequal. But you didn't really actually need me to define it. No, for, for most of you and for most of us, something, it came to mind when you heard the word injustice. Maybe it was something big and something global, like human trafficking or global poverty or world hunger. Maybe, maybe it was something local that just feels unfair to you, and it's right around the corner and it's in your everyday life. Or maybe you're experiencing a kind of injustice personally, and you know the pain all too well and all too deeply. What I'm getting at is that something comes to mind for all of us whenever we hear injustice and think about it. In fact, that's one of the things that I really, really love and admire about this generation of people and of students is you guys are maybe more than any generation in the history of the world are more aware of the injustices that are happening in the world today. But the real question that we all face is, isn't does ju- injustice exist? Like We realize that. The question is, why doesn't someone do something? And that's the question that we're going to try to wrestle with for the rest of this series. What does it look like and whose job is it to do something about injustice. As we get started, I have to admit, a conversation like this can be really tricky because so many of us see and experience injustice in, in different ways. For some of you, this is a really heavy, heavy topic. You've been thinking about injustice a long time because you yourself have experienced it. You've seen how it's affected your family and your friends, and to you, this topic, it hurts. If that's you, I want to stop like right here, and I, I want to say I'm sorry. What you're walking through is not okay. It's not okay at all. And if you take anything from this message today, let it be that here in this student ministry and at this church, we do not ignore things that hurt our families. We want this to be a safe place where you can, you can only not only talk about your real-life experience, but where you can find real friends who, who love and support you through it all. And on the flip side of all of that, some of you haven't experienced the hurt of injustice at all. Instead, maybe you, you feel kind of surprised by it, like, what is this? What is this topic? Why are we talking about this? Is this really an issue? Maybe when you were younger, you never thought about it or thought about things like this thought about things like access to education or racism or food insecurity. And maybe as you're getting older and starting to see some of these things on social media and on the news around you, you feel like you keep discovering things you never knew about the world around you. Like, what is, this is going on? And maybe you've even found yourself asking the question, well, then why doesn't somebody just do something about that? Maybe you've even found yourself asking questions you've never asked before, like, why are there some students that never get in trouble when they should, while other students always get in trouble, even if they're not doing anything really all that wrong? 
Why do people still act like it's okay to make jokes that are racist or sexist? Why does that guy continue to be bullied day in and day out, but no one seems to care enough to do anything about it? Why does one person in our friend group go home to a house that feels unsafe while others don't have to worry about it at all? Why are there so many little kids in our community who don't get to eat if school is out? Why, are th- why is three meals a day not a normal thing for everyone? See, my point is, is when you see injustice, whether it's through your own experience or through someone else's, it makes us ask some really hard questions. It makes us wonder how others don't see it or how we didn't see it before. It's not that we don't care about injustice. I think sometimes we don't do anything about injustice because we don't necessarily get close enough to it to see what's really happening and to ask those hard questions. And we aren't the first to have this problem. In fact, Jesus made a habit of pointing out the injustices in the world, pointing out a lot of things that people hadn't seen before or noticed or that felt normal to them. One of the questions people asked Jesus a lot was, who is cool with you and who isn't? And they didn't really say it like that, but they asked Jesus this kind of question in many different ways. Who's cool with you and who isn't? We we want to know because we want to be on your side. And like Jesus did in many, many conversations, he answered with a story because he was a teacher. He didn't want to just give you a direct answer. He, he did it to make you learn and to, so you could grow. In this case, he used a story of sheep and goats to explain the differences between the righteous and the unrighteous, those on the right side and those on the wrong side. See, Jesus was simply trying to just make it clear that there were two categories. And since flocks and shepherds were a part of this ancient Israel life, it made a lot of sense to them. It was a story that they would have been really familiar with. So again, the question presented to Jesus was, who is cool with you? Who is in good standing with you? Who's on the right side and who's on the wrong side? And in this story, the sheep are on the right or the righteous, and the goats are on the left side, the unrighteous. And this is what he has to say to the goats. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hangry, hangry, yeah, he was probably hangry too. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, When did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick in prison and did not help you? He will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. It's in Matthew 25, 41 through 46. In this story, Jesus is distinguishing between the righteous and the unrighteous, the good guys and the bad guys. 
but how they responded to the needs of the least of these, whom Jesus, he was defining as the prisoners, the hungry, the sick, the strangers. In other words, people who needed help the very, very most. People who needed help now. They felt the most pain or got the worst treatment. Now that may seem a little bit extreme. Is, like, is Jesus really this mad because they didn't give somebody water? Somebody was thirsty and he's, he's this torn up because they didn't give somebody food? And listen to the level of shock that the goats expressed in their response to the king. They say, when did we, when did we not see you? When did we not clothe you or feed you or give you water? It's as if they're looking at him and they're saying, no, not me. I would, I would never do that. If I knew, I would do something. See, he hadn't physically been hungry or thirsty or in prison, but he wanted to make a point. Not only did you not do something about the injustice, but you didn't even see it. See, whenever you don't see those who need your help, you're not just missing out on seeing injustice. When we don't see it, Jesus takes personal offense to it, as if we don't see him. You're missing out on the part of what it means to follow Jesus himself. Remember, this is, this is a story about who is cool with Jesus and who isn't. And he's very, very, very clear about the answer. His people are people who see and act when it comes to injustice. Now, I'm not saying that what it takes to start a relationship with Jesus, that's not what it takes to get in good with Jesus. But I'm saying that if you get to know him, you'll see that Jesus always cares about injustice. He always speaks up for others, and he always fights for what's right. And if you follow him, you're going to become more like him in that way. You begin to care about the things that he cares about. And because of Jesus' example, you may begin to see injustice differently than you ever did before. You may be compelled to do something more than ever before. And don't worry, well, at some point we're going to talk about, you know, what exactly to do over the next few weeks. But for today and for now, we're just going to start with one thing we all need to do first before you do anything. It's before you do something about injustice, you have to see it. You can't do anything about it if you don't see it. That's where we need to start. We need to be able to look around and see what's happening in the world around us. We need to be able to notice the injustices in our daily, ordinary world. We all have room to grow in this. So I think here are, here are three simple things that we can do together to try and do better in all of this. And the first one is get close enough to see. And how do we do this? Well, there, there are a few things that we can do. For starters, we can, we can pray that God would help us to see what he sees, to see it through his eyes. Then spend some time with, you know, with people who are maybe different than you. And this doesn't come natural to any of us. 
we naturally are going to gravitate toward people who are just like us. It's easy. It's simple. But in order to see what's going on in the world, you have to kind of get out of your own bubble, and you have to get to know people in the world, not just your circle. So you get close enough to see, strike up a conversation with someone in your class, sit next to someone different in the cafeteria, get a job that will help you meet people outside of your school, volunteer somewhere, put yourself on this path to interact with different people. Because I promise when you start interacting with different people, it changes your perspective on the world. These are all ways to get close enough to other people in order to see the world from someone else's point of view, from someone else's eyes. And the second thing is to be curious, curious enough to listen. See, the quickest way to see injustice is to listen to the people who are experiencing it. When someone tells you about experiencing this injustice, you need to listen. And don't just listen, but try to learn. Like, learn from it. Try to imagine yourself in their shoes. Think about what they're saying and put yourself in that spot, and how would you feel? See, there's a difference between just letting someone explain something to you and actually listening to them. And here's a heads up it will make you feel uncomfortable. Hearing about someone else's experience that feels like injustice to them makes you feel uncomfortable, especially if it's a kind of injustice that you yourself have never experienced or worse, the kind that you didn't realize you had actually participated in, that you were a part of. This is when the conversation gets, it gets real. And it may be tempting to, you know, bounce out of there. You're like, okay, cool. That's no good. I'll pray for you. Bye. I don't really want any more part of this. See, we're wired as a survival instinct to just avoid being uncomfortable. Because being uncomfortable makes us feel weird. And it's one of those things where it's in our brains that we're not supposed to, if you're feeling uncomfortable, there's a reason for it. And some of you... Some of you act like you're going to die if you have to talk to someone on an actual phone instead of texting. But I do that too. I hate talking on the phone. And the reason is, is it's uncomfortable. I know it sounds weird, but to me it's uncomfortable to talk on the phone. It's much easier to text, to look at a response and think about it and not have to immediately say something back. And we hate being uncomfortable. trying to kill me we hate being uncomfortable but in this case discomfort isn't necessarily something that's bad okay it's actually a good sign it's a really really good sign whenever something that is bad makes you feel uncomfortable that means you've got your head on straight and that you actually understand right from wrong it means you're beginning to see things the way that God sees them so keep listening And try to learn. And when you hear about injustice, be curious about it, even if it's a little bit uncomfortable. Be curious about your own experience, too. Maybe you'll notice that you have experienced injustice, but you've kind of brushed it off because everybody around you just keeps saying it's no big deal, this is everyday life. Or maybe you'll notice that you've participated in injustice without realizing it. You see, you can't really know 
what you're going to discover about any of this until you actually get curious and listen and be open to what God may be doing in you. And the third thing is be courageous enough to name it. That means if it's wrong, say it's wrong. If it's unfair, then call it unfair. When you see injustice around you or even in you, be courageous enough to call it what it is. Identifying injustice takes away some of its power because we can't change what isn't seen, acknowledged, or talked about. And this may be the hardest part for many of you. It's risky. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. But it's important. Because once we name injustice, we also feel ownership and the responsibility to actually do something about it. And listen, so much of following Jesus is learning to see, think, and live in a way that's not natural to us. Something that doesn't feel normal. And one of the things that I love about this generation is that so many of you actually see and care about injustice more than previous generations ever did. And here's what I'm getting at. You can be the generation to do something. You can be the generation to do something in areas where it has seemed impossible for so many years. But the first step to doing something is seeing it and helping others see it too. And that's why we have small groups. There, there we can talk about, you know, real difficult things and help each other see things that you'd never seen before. Help each other through things that we didn't know someone was experiencing. In fact, your small group leader is a really, really, really great person to talk to as you're processing and just discovering new ways to see the world around you. The last thing that I want you to think about, I want you to think about this quote from Maya Angelou, who's a famous writer who wrote about injustice often. And she said, do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. And that's what this series is all about. Seeing better so we can know better and then ultimately we can do better. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for each and every person in this room. And I thank you for the opportunity to get to spend this Sunday night with them and to get to just enjoy being together. I just pray over each person and pray over the injustice that's in our world, Lord. Some of us don't see it. Some of us experience it. Some of us are right in the thick of it. Some of us have been a part of the injustice. But I just pray that you'll help us and you'll give us eyes to see, see the way that you do, so we can start to change the things in the world that are so evil and cruel and hurtful to so many people, Lord. We know that through your power we can do anything, so I just pray for you. Jesus, in your name that we pray. Amen.